Hello and good evening. After a long while, by the way, um, I think we got last week because Network just will not let us record. But yeah, welcome back to the football chat room. Um, as always, I have Precious with me. Hello, Precious. Yeah, hello, Jimmy. Glad to be here. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Yeah, good to be here. Okay, so on today's plate, um, we're going to be talking about <laughs> Ivan Tony. I'm Ivan Tony is returning next month. There's a big convo around his future. Someone who has been impressive in his state. It's very funny because Brian Mbembo is not even a striker. But yeah, Brian Mbembo has um, been very impressive in Ivan Tony's state. Mbembo has been in my FPL for like a very long while, by the way. He's been delivering points low-key. And if you play FPL, you should probably look at that. So, yeah, we're going to start off with Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony will be available back in January. Um, so he, of course, wants to have his future sorted. And we don't know if he's going to get back into that Brentford team. I think he improves them a lot. They are already very good side, but I think he improves them a lot. Um, so there's all of that talk. Um, being interested. I I said that Ivan Tony was the closest thing to Hurricane, and I still maintain that. But yeah, there's a lot of talk about um. Has now been interested, United, Chelsea, all that talk. So we look at all of those rumors and his future and how he could fit into all those teams. Um, we'll also talk about Manchester United, the whole takeover talk. <laughs> it's not a takeover, bro. Yeah, the takeover. Takeover, the takeover, by the way, has lasted. It's not a takeover. It's not, it's not whatever it is, but it has lasted for a year. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's more like an investment. Today makes it a year since the Glazers announced that um, they are going to consider their options, including the sale of the club. So there's that to talk about. And um, we want to look at the um, the fixtures, majorly in the Premier League um, for this weekend and how they relate to our fantasy Premier League so you all can get maximum points. I did predict, you know this already, so I think you should listen to me. <laughs> anyway, Let's get right into it. So, Ivan Tony, do you think Ivan Tony is up since I've been for this January pressure? Mm, I don't know if I don't know if any any club would be willing to commit to him this January. I think everyone is going to just chill till the summer. Mm-hmm. I, I see it, right? But, but I think if they are primarily primarily clubs that are likely to go. Go for Ivan Tony, include Chelsea and Tottenham. I don't think Ateta is looking for an out and out striker, right? I don't think he's looking for an out and out striker. And he has he has um, put his trust in Enketia, as Gabriel Jesus, there's Trossard that can also play there. So I don't think I, I don't think Asna will be in for will be in for Ivan Tony. Um, Tottenham, on the other hand, I think they need. Another striker because I don't think they have, apart from Son now, like anyone that anyone else that can really play that position. Yeah, Richarlison is injured so, long term. Yeah, and even before he got injured, like um, the manager said, play him on the wing, right? So I think in that in the whole squad, the only person that he sees fit to play as the number nine is is Son. So. There's, there's that. So I think Ivan Tony would, would suit um, Tottenham, um, 
I, I think he knows how to move the ball quickly and he can get him behind. He, 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 he's not extremely quick, but he's not slow either. Right? So, um, um, so that's it for Tottenham. Then Chelsea, we already know that um, Chelsea has been linked to uh, people like Osim Hen. Right? But I think Ivan Tony would also be reliable option and, you know, with the Premier League experience and all of that. So, and you know that Chelsea have a lot of money. So, they are not going to be thinking, oh, we want to buy Osim Hen. Maybe we shouldn't buy Ivan Tony. Chelsea are the kind of club that we just get two of them. So, <laughs> there's that. Yeah, then, I would have said Man United because we actually need a more experienced striker to play with Hoyland, right? But I don't think we have the money, honestly. So, I'm even that's going, why I'm not... I'm even going to take you on the point of money. Um, Now, I think I... <laughs> I had a very strong opinion during the summer. During this summer, which he was suspended, that club should send Ivan Tony and let him train with them. The thing is, I do not know whether his, his suspension allowed him to sign contracts here. But I had the opinion that, he should, he should, that a club that wanted him should sign him because he was going to be a lot cheaper. I know for a fact that if Ivan Tony gets back to the Ivan Tony we know and plays the rest of the season at Brentford as that Ivan Tony, it's going to cost a fortune in the summer. And that's why I still think clubs should cash in on him, cash in on him this January, where he's not particularly match fit. He's coming from a suspension. Image doesn't look so good. And he wants to prove a point to the rest of the league. I think clubs should... I, I think football is gambling, yeah? And Ivan Tony is a very good player worth the gamble. So do you think that that's going to affect him this January? Do you see him moving this January because of price? Like, majorly because of price tag, like I've said. Yeah, I think it depends on, you know, who is pulling the trigger. If it's United, no way, right? Definitely no way. Then if it's Tottenham, if Tottenham have the money, I don't know Tottenham's financial situation, right? But if they have the money, they are a side that actually need a striker. You get that does not, they don't have a real, Son is not an actual striker. Right? He's not, he's not, he's not supposed to be a striker. Right. He hasn't really played that position like predominantly. So um Chelsea on the other hand, Chelsea have money. If it's Chelsea that is going for him, Chelsea will definitely get him. Right? But with the way things are looking at Napoli with Osim Hen, Osim Hen could also be a January move. We don't know. I know there's something up with his contract, he has not renewed. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Napoli might be looking to cash in. And if Osimhen and Ivan Tony are side by side, if you consider age difference and everything, ceiling and all of that, Chelsea will probably go for Osimhen, right? So, um, so I think that's going to work against him. But do you think? Do you think? Do you think because Osimhen is going to leave a Champions League side in Napoli and go to Chelsea at the middle of the season? It's very possible. It's very possible. It's very possible. I don't think Napoli is going to win the Champions League. So, um, I don't think he has... He's not one of those players. We know... Okay, that's somebody like Ellen Haaland, right? We know how obsessed he is with the Champions League, right? And all of that. But I've not seen Osimhen as that, as that sort of player. You get that he's worried about, you know, 
Do you get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I think in his career, there was a time where he left. Was it? I think he was still at Lille at that time, or was it Wolfsburg? Where he left? He left the club to go and play in Belgium. So he's that kind of guy. You get? He just wants to play. You get? So he just wants to play and be appreciated. All of that and that I'm I'm definitely sure that that's not happening at Napoli. Right? He's not. No matter how people want to put it, right? He's not appreciated at that club, right? So, I think he would want to leave, and um, if Chelsea ha- if Chelsea can if if he's available, I know that Chelsea can find the money. Right? That's one thing for sure. And if he's available, Chelsea will find the money. So. And if you check, the Napoli president, his stance has been changing. Mm-hmm. You get initially it was the cement is not for sale. Then eventually it was, you know, we really value him. Then all of a sudden it's now, you know, no player is bigger than the club. You know, because <laughs> so so I think they they'll be willing to do a deal. But you know how January is. It's very complicated, but Chelsea will sign a striker. I I don't I don't think they will go without signing a striker. They will at least sign one striker. So okay, um, just very quickly, let's look at United, and then I really want this to be a short episode. Let's look at United, and then we'll go straight into um what's going to happen during the weekend in the Premier League. Um, United, there's been a lot of. I think this is what's going to take our time. Um, for this episode, but there has been a lot of talk around <laughs> new ownership. It's not even new ownership. Glazers still have majority of this take. Um, but there was talk about um, Sergeant Radcliffe um, having sporting control of the club and the Glazers handling the business. However, um, I saw a report a while ago actually that um, there was going to be a four-man panel that involved Joe Glazer. <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts on this whole takeover process? It's like I've said, it's been a year since the whole thing happened. It's not even a takeover, it's an investment. It's been a year. Do you think now I'm going to ask you very and a very interesting question. Um do you think Sergeant Rascliffe, we've seen reports of him. Um Richard Arnold already left. So we've seen Jean Claude Blanc um coming in as a new CEO. Um we've seen reports that um, Paul Mitchell there has been a lot of names around who the sporting director will be. But I think the most prominent one has been Paul Mitchell. Do you think he's making the right decisions so far? <laughs> the thing is, um, it's an improvement, but I don't think that solves any problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the football, need, the football club needs to be a football club. Right, and that will not happen while the Glazers are still in control of this club. You get it's always going to be brand decisions over sporting decisions. You get, and that is just sad. I was thinking, okay, um, um, this guy would get 25 percent, that's how Jim would get 25 percent, and it it was it, it always made no sense, right? Because there's no way. You will get only twenty five percent of my company, and I will give you full control. You get just for buying twenty five percent of the company. He's you get even, it was. He's not even. He's not even buying. 
He's buying what he's buying is actually 70, 70.5 of Manchester United. He's buying a part of the Glazers share. Do you get? It's not even yeah. it's not even buying that's the funny thing. Club. He's not he's not buying just the Glazers. He's not, he's not buying twenty five percent of the Glazers shares. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you understand. He's not buying that. That's not what he's buying. He's buying twelve point five of uh uh from the shareholders. And twelve point five from the Glazers, you get that's that's the deal that is being that that's what has been what has been reported, right? So the twenty five percent is not coming from just the Glazers. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, which means that we thought okay, twenty five percent is going to come out from the Glazers, but that is not true. That is not the case, right? It's just the Glazers losing about twelve point something percent, right? And like from the reports that I heard, right, it might just be rumors or anything, but knowing the Glazers, like it can't be too far. I'm hearing that they want to take out that money from the club. It's their money after all, right? Which is why this deal shouldn't have been done in the first place. So any kind of plastering, like when somebody cuts an artery and then you try to plaster it, it will not work. You get it's not going to work. Like it's just it looks like progress, but it will not create any progress. Do you understand? These people will always consider the brand before the sporting aspect of things, and that is going to keep us where we are now, right? Now, what should have been happening is a complete overhaul of the sporting department. Everybody should have left. Everybody should have gone, right? Apart from the coach. All the other people, the people that paid... uh, was 80 million for Anthony that have been fired. <laughs> the people that paid 65 million for Mount, everybody fired. Everybody that did that deal, that went and paid that money. Now we're hearing that even uh, Moto is not going, right? that his job is safe, that instead he's not going to be the sporting director, they're going to give him a new role. Right? Why does he even have a job at Man United? Right? It's never nice for anybody to lose their job, right? but these people, they've been terrible at it. They have been terrible. So, but it is what it is. My United, no matter how we cry about it, there are just two things that are certain, right? My United fans cannot come together. That is number one. They cannot come together. Everybody has their own agenda, right? And the club suffers. The club is the victim in between all these agendas. Now, that is number one. Number two is that the Glazers own My United. Do you understand? They are going to do what is best for their business, right? And that does not involve, like, giving up control. Do you understand? Like, it, and let me add one more point, right? Sir Jim Radcliffe does not have the best interest of Man United at heart. That is, that is, a, that, that should be the number one point. He tried to buy Barcelona. He tried to buy Chelsea, right? This is just yet another business. You understand? And He's just going to give it a go. By the end of the day, it's only going to be about the money. Right? So, we are just, it's just one Fugazi. Like, being a Man United fan is one Fugazi after the other, right? Like, it's just complete and utter manipulation, like, at every point. You get? There is nothing like the truth. You get? It's just an illusion of it all the time. You get? Mm-hmm. It's like... Oh, the fans are asking us to leave. We just do a conference, pretend like we want <laughs> to sell the club, you know, after a year. Do you yeah. know, 
So there was you underestimate these people. <laughs> there, was, there was a protest against against Everton's owners, and the club got sold without any media speculation. Do you get the the only other club that has lasted that long, where they, they were going to sell the club was Liverpool, and it was because FSG reconsidered selling the club. I think the, the Glazers just wanted to appease the fans because the protests were getting too heated, and they just said, you know, yeah. let's just put this out so they that uh, it, it does not affect our brand. Exactly. Like I said, it's one Fugazi after the other. Like It's just one small screen after small screen. You know, that summer, they were never going to back Ten Hag. The fans started disturbing. They went to buy Casemiro. Now brought us 100 million for Anthony. Brought, you understand? All they things. brought Casemiro too. It, it was so, it was very ridiculous. And it, our fans are so predictable, yeah? Fans say they're going to protest and not attend the game. And then Glazers now said, Oh, yeah, sure. Of course, you yeah, we are unveiling Casemiro. And then they now, now unveiling Casemiro in the stadium. And of course, everybody ran to see their new signing. It was the most obvious trick ever. And it worked on these people. Yeah. It worked, it worked, on, it, it, it worked on the fan base, right? It worked on the whole fan base, right? Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, it's always divide and conquer, you know? Like, once they create um, something that people cannot agree on, right? They use it to kill any movement that is being made by my United fans. You get. Mm-hmm. So let's say you complain a lot. They say, "Oh, you've never been to the games. Do you have a season ticket?" Yeah. Your opinions uh, don't. Matter. <laughs> you understand? So there are so many things that are wrong with the club. Like, and these things, even for a club like, even for a club that is badly run, like my United is, is a prime example of what not to do. With the football club, because <laughs> like easy enough, right? Easy enough. If we did not pay those ridiculous transfer fees for these players, we would have money in the bank. It is that simple, right? If we were not out there doing ridiculous transfers, right? Buying players for four times their value. Let's let me not be too harsh. Three times their value, right? We would have Kiminje now in defense. Right, we will not be talking about moving Varane on and keeping Maguire, who we wanted to sell last summer. Like it's all just one big fugazi. We wanted to sell McTommy now. All of a sudden, he's a key player at the club. Like which way? Which way are we going exactly? Amrabat that we cutted to the last day of the transfer window does not even play. You understand? Like what is going on? Do you understand? Like. Messi Mounts is five million that we would have used to buy a defender and not be shipping him how many goals a game, right? We we bought him and he has not even been playing, right? And you understand that why he's not even been playing because he is not obviously an improvement on what we have. Do you get? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you see players that are obvious improvements, they always play wherever they go into, right? It's just like when we bought Casemiro. Casemiro was old and everything. They say he can't do this, he can't do that. But he's obviously an improvement from McTominay and Fred. Right? When we bought... Um, 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 Rafael. Um, Hoyland. Even Hoyland. Even Hoyland, for example, right? Like, buying him. Even though he has not, maybe, he has not delivered in the league, per se, right? But you know he's clearly better than Marcia. <laughs> 
you don't you don't need to be told you might say okay like rotation and all of that but clearly if you were playing against liverpool you get you wouldn't want to start Marseille when you have oil on do you understand like there are players that are clearly better than what you have now when you bought mount the way it's looking he's not even, he couldn't even bench ericsson like ericsson that we said had no legs you get that lost us the final according to some fans right Mount cannot even bench him. Do you understand? Like, do, do you get the situation that he creates? And you went to go and spend, you went to spend half of our transfer budget on the player that cannot even get into the first level. Right? And now, Ten Hag might have wanted that player, but it is this, this potent people, right, that negotiated that deal. You get, I can remember doing the transfer window when. They were like, they want to meet my United representative. My United representative are scared of meeting up. They are scared of meeting up. And, and I think we had an episode around that. I told you that if they meet those Chelsea representatives, they will pay that money. You get? And then they will come back and tell us, oh, you know what? Yeah, I never paid 5 million for him. They wanted 70. <laughs> when we all know that you went there and Paid exactly what they wanted, right? And how can you do that? How can you do that? You get, and you know, we are coming in and it's we are targeting it a revolution, right? Where you know Joe Glazer is still on top, you know, he's still he's still running the whole ship. You get basically it's an investment that came in. The Glazers still own the club, they still are in charge of everything. You know, they're just listening. They're just saying, oh, you know what, Sajim, what do you think? You know, do you think we need a new CEO? Okay, yeah, yeah, we never liked each other. I know. Let's, let's send him on. He's tried. Right? Oh, you want a new sporting director? Mm, he has to work with motor. <laughs> Based on what? Like, what excellence does... Like, you can... Do you even know that if Paul Mitchell will come in and wants to work under this structure? Because my United basically sets you up for failure, right? They, you already start fighting with your hand tied behind your back. So it's either you're going to be greedy, you get, and come to United with the, with, with the possible risk, right, of you not being able to get a top job after. <laughs> my United might be... My United, the theater of dreams, like where dreams go to die, because like all of a sudden, Ten Hag that was wanted all over, right? Everybody's now asking if he's even a good coach. You understand? My United set you up to fail, like, and then when you fail, trust me, you'll be the first person to go. Everything will be blamed on you. You will see reports of how the players. Okay, the, the new rumor that came out is that his preseason was so hard. That's why the players are tired this season, like. Like, it's going to be you under the bus. Like, you <laughs> you are going to go into the grinder. You are, you are going to be ground up. So, do you think that for Mitchell now, like, even seeing what happened to Rafragnik, right, where you were supposed to, you know, come up into the, uh, 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 an advisory role, right? And then that never materialized. They just, they killed your dream before you even got to that point. You get, he never wanted to be manager at Man United, right? He was just the, you know, you're already coming on. Why don't you just be interim manager, right? And then they say, 
yeah, yeah, you know what? You failed, you failed, you failed. You're not even getting the cause of that. <laughs> so, like, like to, to, to conclude my point, right? Do you think that Paul Mitchell is stupid? Like, because I think he would be very stupid to enter into this structure. Like, sorry to say he's stupid, but it wouldn't be wise, right? It would not be wise to take a job where you are already set up to fail, right? Because these fans are just, their memory is not going to be wiped. Like, they are going to start looking for the next respite, like the temporary respite. And then mm-hmm. you hear the news of how, okay, why was he even without a club when we signed him, right? He was never yeah. good enough. That's what... <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it for me today. Let me, let me just leave the topic. This topic is so triggering. Like, I've talked about my United so much. I think we should move on. Like I said, this was was going to cut them always. I think we should move on and go to the Premier League fixtures and how your FPL team should be looking, majorly based on updates, um, updates on injured players, updates on players who have returned, so you can know how to shape your team and all of that stuff. On players who have returned very quickly, um, <clears throat> Luxor has returned to full training with my, with the um, first team of United. Um, Lissandro Martinez is back to personal in personal individual training. <laughs> He's back to personal training. I'm training on his own. So you could want to push on your FPL. But although I think it's going to be too early, I don't think he's going to start the game on Saturday or Sunday. I don't know when when United play. Um, so there is that. Um, there is um, uh, James Madison is still injured. You might want to stay away from that one. Um, fix your team in a way that um, Madison is out. Andre Onana, there are doubts over his fitness. Um, and for some reason as well, I saw David Raya with a red um, distance uh, when I checked my team. I don't know what's wrong with, with Raya. Do you know what's wrong with, with Raya? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's possible that he picked up something like an injury or something, but Bro, my FPL, like, last week, uh, it was terrible for me, man. Like, it was... Everything went wrong. Everything just... Yeah, I got... I, I got... I got it seven points, yeah. So, I play... I played two minutes. Yeah, even... Even my brother, too. Yeah. Like, I just... I played two Everything minutes. went so wrong. Where it's head-to-head. I got... I got it seven points. The, the guy I was pitted against got 102 points. I did not know... I would have won any other fixture that day. But that fixture, it was crazy. It's just like, um, it's just like, it's just like, um, Brentford at their best playing Man City. You're going to lose <laughs> if you like. If, if you like, read the game plan in your in your in the on the field, and then stick to it. You're going to, because they are a lot better anyway. So let, let's look at the fixtures. Um, I don't know. I really don't want to leave the app because when I've tried it, yes, I think the recording. So precious, please can I, can you go to the fixtures so that people know what to do with their FPL teams? Um, teams. Yeah, let me let me grab that. So um on Saturday, I think there will not be a, I don't think there are games on Friday. Oh no no there, there will be no games on Friday because of the international break. Yeah, no games on Friday. So on Saturday, City will be playing Liverpool by one thirty. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah, very interesting, bro. <laughs> Bonnie would be playing West Ham by four PM. By 4 p.m., uh, Luton will be playing Crystal Palace. Chelsea will be playing Newcastle. Nottingham Forest will be playing Brighton. 
um, Sheffield will be playing Bournemouth. Brentford will be playing Arsenal by 6.30. Now, on Sunday, Spurs will be playing Aston Villa by 3 p.m. And Man United will be playing Everton by 5.30. Now, on Monday, Fulham will be playing against Wolves. The weekend fixtures. So, um, the weekend fixtures, I think what you should look out for is just just so you understand. The tough fixtures, and you could be really bold. Like I was during, I think if if I had any other person but Kyle Walker on my team last week, I probably would have stood a chance on my fixtures. At least one fixture. But Kyle Walker had zero points because, I mean, I feel like City always win, winners, and then... <laughs> Came now in there four four, and for a defender to concede four goals is very crazy. So terrible. That... You're lucky he didn't even get the minus. <laughs> that happened, and Kyle Walker was sitting pretty on zero points. So I I think I'm um, just for just because I mean Arsenal Arsenal, not not Arsenal now. Chelsea play Newcastle, um, Man City play Liverpool. I think just stay away from defenders from those teams for your own well being, and it's even very tricky because I also have. Elihaland and Mohamed Salah on my team. It's you know it's very dicey. You don't know. Okay, should I sell Haaland and get someone in who's going to deliver? Should I keep Haaland and hope that he delivers? Should I sell Salah? Salah is a big game player. All of that stuff. I I, I know the last game. Um, I was not even in Uber at the time. I was in Anambra State, but we had a lot of fun. Went out to a, um to a viewing center and saw that game. It was a lot of fun. I think the game ended 4-3. What, what, what was the score of that game where um, Salah scored, Bernardo, Grealish, all of that stuff? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember that game. I think it was 4-3 or something. But... He won that game now. Yeah, he won that game. I think 4-3 or 4-2 yeah. or what was... I know... I know... Oh, was it 5? I think it 5-3. I don't even know. But... Yeah, that's those games. It was very high scoring, and those games could and eventually scoring, those games could be very low scoring. But I mean, if you don't play FPL, you're probably very entertained by um, City versus. I think it's almost always the best fixture of the league every time it's played. Although I do feel it's going to be difficult to match the um, game last week, City versus Chelsea. Yeah, that game was just nobody like like nobody was. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody had had control like of anything. Like, imagine you're like them. Like, okay, just to do like a small analysis of that game, right? I think City should have started Kovacic. Right? I said it once. I saw the lineup. I'm like, why is Kovacic not playing? Right? Because you need control, and Bernardo Silva and Julian Alvarez is not control. Like Bernardo Silva, maybe, but Julian Alvarez, definitely not. Right? And Chelsea, like, if it wasn't against Tottenham, like, before everything went to, <laughs> went to shit, <laughs> if you watch them against Tottenham, you would see that they tried, they, they press you, they press you in the middle, right? They just squeeze in that area, right? And you need a Kovacic alongside, like you need a controlling midfield, mm-hmm. right? Bernardo Silva is good carrying, but like you need retentive passing. Do you understand? And Julian Alvarez, I don't think he should have started that game. 
basically. Like, and I don't think he should have started that game. Even having Foden in that position, like, would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Foden was just was you know how Foden Foden carries under pressure very well, like, mm-hmm. and yeah. So Julian Alvarez suffered. Like, it was it was difficult to watch. He could not do anything, and. That was that. I think they should have said Kovacic have control you get and tire Chelsea out. You know, but they played too expansive. Like Chelsea actually like they counter very well. That's one thing. They counter really well. And you know, that happened. So they should have played Kovacic. And against Liverpool, if they don't <laughs> they will definitely try to play more defensively because what Chelsea did is an understatement as to what Liverpool <laughs> is going to do. Liverpool is, Liverpool is going to hunt. Like, Liverpool is going, to, is going to hunt. And they will definitely start Nunes. And we all know how Nunes can be. Nunes can just be a thorn in your side. Like, if you give him space, if there is space, he is going to run. And he's going to run so fast. It's it's crazy. It's just that he might miss it. Like once when he has rounded your goalkeeper. <laughs> Nunez is Nunez is, <laughs> is a very confusing footballer, bro. I I don't know how he does it. Yeah, he he could do everything correctly. He could, he could dribble ten players and then now miss the goal. Like see this this weekend, I'm not even going to think. I'm going to sell Pascal Gross. He has flattered to deceive. I'm no longer doing it. I'm not having it anymore. Anyway, I I'm think... just going to, I'm going to use my money and buy. I don't even know who to buy. Maybe in Buemo, but they are playing a big team. Like more this weekend, there. Let me know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, we have come to the end of our recording, and this episode will be published tomorrow. So you have enough time to listen for the weekend fixtures. Thank you for listening, and good night to you. Yeah, good night, everyone. Thanks so much.